American Horror Story Hotel Episode 6 and 7. They're both over, but we're wow. just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. Josh Wiggler here. I'm joined by Finn Wittrock playing the role of Stephen Fitchback. <laughs> hey. uh, <that's>, uh, <laughs> Is that your Finn Wittrock? I don't know. I, he's just very, like, bro-y. And wanna, this, I, Josh, I'm so excited to be t- talking to you about this uh, this episode of American Horror Story. These episodes of American Horror Story, this last one was my favorite of the season by far. It really, really? got me excited about it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved the that we're back with John Lowe looking into into the Ten Commandments killer. I loved the whole like 1920s Murnau stuff. Uh, I was so into this episode, and I, I thought it was so fun. And I'm excited to talk to you about it. That's so great because now we're opposite because I used to be so high on this season. You were a little bit John Lowe on the season, <laughs> and now I'm feeling a little bit John Lowe on the season. Now you're so high. Is that why we take forever to podcast? Yeah, we're I think so. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? My arc is better than your arc. You know, my arc leads to, to you, know, un, you know unmitigated love, and you're going down the wrong slope. Oh, so, man, I got to start crying on the podcast or reciting <laughs> some poetry or something here. <laughs> I need some sort of, I need some sort of turn. Too. Yeah. That'll, uh, but that'll... I don't know. I, I think that this was you know because we're talking about these two in one shot we're talking about episode six and seven yeah. we're combining them in one podcast i don't know it felt to me like i i had finally started to notice a little bit of the wheels spinning right uh, of things just not moving like the 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 john lowe and the ten commandments killer can we just can he just be the ten commandments killer already please <laughs> so so that yeah i i agree like they're really they're really dragging that that reveal out and even that conversation with that girl i i mean i actually thought that they did this very very well john lowe's conversation with i mean am i jumping too far ahead? no 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 no. we jump right. around all the time that's what uh, we do that's that's our that's our way that, that's our way that's us um so i thought that conversation with john John Lowe and the little vampire child was Ren. Ren was her name. Ren was her name. Awesome. Because it, it kept that ambiguity going. You know, on the one hand, he's like asking her questions like, do you trust him? Or like, you know, is he, asking her questions and her answers could very well, you know, be about him. Right. Right. They like, always were like, she's like, I, I really liked him. I hope you don't kill him. Right. Because yeah. Like, exactly. I hope you don't kill yourself. You're really cool. Yeah. And like, he's responsible. And then she's saying he's responsible. It's not your fault. And she's like, but no, it's, I'm responsible too. You know, it's just like, and the way that that child actors are usually terrible, right? The, the, the kid that's playing, uh, the young, the young low what's what's uh the young lows scarlet low oh no the, holden. The boy. Holden holden. yeah he's terrible uh, yeah with his um, speech impediment his very cute speech impediment it's, he's awful but like i love uh, you mommy ren was great because i thought she like there are some of her like looks and like kind of glances aside you know it really played up that ambiguity of you know on the one hand she's talking about this serial killer and on the other hand she's probably talking about him and like right and yet like not completely confronting him with like hey dude that's you we're talking about. Well, that's because they cast a 33-year-old who looks like an 11-year-old to play that guy. <laughs> Is that right? Is that Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was 33 years old or something like that. Wait, what? Ren? Yeah, that's what she she was born in 1985 or she was captured in 1985 oh, by Lady oh, Gaga, oh, right? But not not the not the actress. I was uh, Oh, really? I thought that that was real. That it was a real vampire child. Yeah, I thought it was legit. Oh no, that's acting, dude. That's just acting. Dude, this good kid actor then. Yeah, not a real vampire at all. Not real. All right. Well, we'll we'll get into all of that. Let's do some setup here. Steven and I, we were off last week. We were recording this one a little late because that's us. It's what we do. That's what way. are you going to do? Yeah. It's so cute. It, it's cute when we do it. How, how have you been, Stephen? You've been having some, some great success on television recently. Yeah, you know what? This was great. This week was great. All the previous weeks are just a memory. Now this week. <laughs> Although, you just I, focus on your swimming abilities. I never knew you were such a strong swimmer. People, so, you know, not to get defensive about the swimming thing, because I'm not like some super swimmer. People think like just because I'm like pretty uncoordinated, I have bad balance, I don't have good aim. 
they think that I, I can't walk. You know, they think I'm like this like shriveled lump. Steven, of- you've been described by Jeremy Collins as the least athletic human being on the planet. That's because all the challenges are like slingshot and balance a ball on a pole. And can I also say that like slide. And- if you're the least athletic human being on the planet, I'm not on the planet. I'm gone. I'm somewhere else. I beat Savage in that pyramid, over the pyramids in that pyramid competition. Yeah. Uh, no, look, look, I'm not going to defend my athletic abilities. It's just like crazy. Like, because I can't do some things or are some things I'm good at, you know? Um, <laughs> you're a good swimmer. I am among them is swimming. You're also tall. I'm among them is reaching high. Very, very great reach. Yeah. So good stuff, Stephen. Very happy about yeah. that. Although, uh, th- you know, this upcoming week, I will warn you, there are tears shed on camera. So, so, so says the previews. Yeah, uh, bring so out that, bring out your hankies because you're going to be moved deeply by my struggles. There, and there will be tears in our neck of the woods as well because we took two weeks off, or we we took last week off, and we're going to be taking this upcoming week off as well. Though not by choice, just there's going to be no American Horror Story. Um, yeah. So sadly, we will be doing the the, the double the double back to back. Um, so are you, are you doing fun Thanksgiving things? That's why the show is not on next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will be at home eating turkey. What about yourself? With serial killers? With serial killers. Yes. But it's not clear if they're all in my head or they're real. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And you, you may or may not be one yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, it'll be, we, we won't know who really killed the turkey. Yeah. 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 That, that'll, that'll come out in like episode 15. Yeah. But it will all have expected it to have been me the whole time. What it about, what about, are you doing uh, family things? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're having some family over. We're cooking. We're hosting. Are you we'll cooking? Uh, I'm not cooking. No, no. My my lovely wife, who's an amazing cook, she will be doing most of the. Do you help out in the kitchen? Uh, I used to. I used to, but then I felt like, uh, I why am I bothering? You know, I'll clean. I'll do the cleaning. Yeah, I'm better at cleaning. I'm better at eating. These are these are better skills. Right, right. Someone makes it, and you like dispose of it in various ways. Yeah, I'm like the what's what's uh, (laughs) what's the name of uh, James March's maid? I'm like that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I like to clean up after after everything. You get the blood Uh, out of the napkins. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. All right, let's talk horror story. We missed two episodes. We missed Room Thirty Three. We missed Flicker. Let's talk about both of them. So you're really high on this right now, especially Flicker. Um, Flicker, I I I did. I agree with you that room 33 was a little bit of a lull. There were some things in there that really got me turned up, though, Stephen. Like the yeah. fact that we started room 33 at Murder House. Yeah. Freaking cool. That was really awesome. And when that happened, I, uh, I almost texted you to be like, Stephen, forget all of the things that I have to do on Thursday. We're doing an emergency podcast. <laughs> uh, but I, I had to, I had to cover Rob's exit interview. I had to cover my own. I had to do a podcast with Marty Piombo over at RHA. You got and then to I had to leave town to go on a secret assignment, so it wasn't possible. But I really wanted to get your thoughts on the murder house thing. Um, yeah, I was so excited when they showed up at murder house. You know, I mean, murder house is my, certainly my favorite season of the show. Uh, it's so iconic, and them going there, and and and, and Lady Gaga goes to see Doctor Charles Montgomery because she's got uh, a vampire abortion problem, and of course, like you know, we all wonder, like it kind of, we never really learned where the Infantata came from. We knew he was like cobbled together, um, you know, in the first season from like evil, basically. Right. But it, you know, I was, I thought maybe maybe it's all going to tie together here, but it it sort of did. Right. So is this, is anything with Bartholomew, uh, Elizabeth's baby Bartholomew, which first off is a great name for this baby. Yeah. Yeah. Bartholomew, the monster baby. Uh, is any of this tied to anything from Murder House that you can remember? It's been a long time since I've seen it. I'm sure it's been a while since you've seen it. I don't think so. Other than the fact that like, although, yeah, other than the fact, did he save something? Did he like save? I don't know. It's possible, right? It's conceivable that some aspect of 
whatever bodily things were happening with that baby, um, you know, like contributed to Dr. Charles Montgomery being able to create his own demon baby. But well, one of, one of the things that we do see is the baby, the demon baby. Uh, when we get one really super quick glimpse of it at the end of room 33, it's like missing a serious portion of its face. Yeah. Um, so did like, I don't know, did Charles Montgomery steal some face? That that could be. I just thought it was like half baked, but you you may be right that it's uh that it's that it's uh well it's only like a three week old thing. <laughs> it grew fast. <laughs> Those Big vampire ch- children, yeah, yeah. Um, they grow up so fast. They t- <laughs> they grow up so oh, yeah. fast. They they steal your stuff. They kill you without even saying goodbye. And she says her husband doesn't even know about it. So her husband in this scenario is presumably uh, March, right? Yeah, it's March at this point because we're going to find out in in the very next episode we see her vampire origin story. She's turned by Finn Wittrock number two, which we'll get into in a little while. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, But she's turned by that guy, and then he is put behind the wall alongside his his wife. Um, So the, the scene, the flashback in room 33 is after all of that. So she's already turned at that point. And if she's turned at that point, then she's married to March still, you would assume. So you got to imagine it's March's baby. Oh, really? I was thinking it could be March's baby or it could be Valentino's baby. That it was just like the final night of passion and it's just like a pure vampire baby? Yeah, like vampire. I mean, that. Like otherwise, why? Maybe it's like, you know, ghoul plus vampire equals really terrible things. Right. I mean, we've seen like ghoul babies in the past. We saw the ghoul baby coming out of Connie Britton back in Murder House. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there was, you know, the flash forward scene at the end of Murder House, which was Tate's kid who is now being raised by Jessica Lang was just like a total murder monster. <laughs> murder. Murder monster. That sounds like a good season. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, the the jur- jury is out on that. But what do you think? Do you think that there's anything more to the murder house of it all being involved other than just kind of like an Easter egg? This is just a cool way to tie back to the first season yeah. because we need to get this baby out of there or what? I think that's what it is. And I think wasn't that woman once again uh, in last episode uh, who Valentino kills like that was a uh, that was the, the realtor again once again, right? Yeah. Yeah. They killed the realtor. I thought she was, was I was kind of sad even. to lose her. Maybe maybe she'll keep coming back you know as a as a ghost yeah well she was killed in the hotel and that seems to be a place where you regenerate as a ghost um yeah that was very sad i was very upset about that so she'll be selling houses well and you know well into the afterlife yeah she's gonna be selling rooms to people yeah um, um so you don't you don't think that there's any other any real tie you don't think that we're gonna have like a there's some sort of story reason for murder house to be back on the show it's just like we know that lady gaga's character is going to have a baby this season this is a, a way to call back to our history on the show and have lady gaga involved in that in some capacity and that's just an easy way to get the baby out of her yeah, I think that, that don't isn't that what you think? I think so, but I think that it could also be really cool if that means that we could get you know Constance Langton in the picture. Like if that's our way to get Jessica Lang back here and she's just playing her murder house character. Oh my god, that would be amazing! Like I feel like this could open the door to that. It's not going to happen, but it would you be don't amazing. Think so, no chance. I'm willing. Yeah, I don't think so. I, you know, I think it's just like once again another like thing. Like where the freak are the school full of vampire I children? Know. <laughs> you know, like what happened with those people? <laughs> they're There's, they're going to come back in the climate in the final episode, though, right? There's going to be like some swarm of vampire children at some point. You think so? Unless it's just like that thing that Ryan Murphy does, where like they tease very briefly the future season of American Horror Story and never return to it during their season, and it just becomes the the next season. Like just an aside comment about a mental asylum in season one is the is the lead in for season two. Maybe I don't so know. You think it's like school? 
Yeah, American Horror Story Season 6, School. School actually would be a pretty great place to set an American Horror Story. Yeah, but they've done it a few times, and it's always really terrible. What, what do you mean? They did it with Tate going oh, terrible in like a and, terrifying way. Yeah, in this past season uh, in, in that episode. So they've done it. I mean, yeah. to do it as a full season, yeah. people would relate. I, I would I, relate. I would totally relate. The problem I is a child. It'd have to be like a, a, a high school or something. Or like a, yeah, like American school. Horror Story High School. Yeah. Um, I would watch it. I would watch it. But I don't know. I, I was freaking out when I saw Murder House. That just made me very, very happy. And to see Charles Montgomery again was great. He's the best. Were you a big love guy? Uh, no. You were not a big love guy, so you don't know, uh, uh, you don't, what's, what's the name of the actor? Matt Ross, who played Albie on Big Love. That means nothing to you? No. That's a bummer. Yeah. He's a great character. Great character. Um, but it sounds cool. <laughs> it's all right. It's fine. It's a terrible ending. Anyway, we don't need to get into all of that. Uh, but yeah, so the other, the other cool thing is, um, you know, th- that there's the murder house of it all. We know that Lady Gaga has this monster baby. We talked about Ren a little bit already and how Ren is this vampire who looks like she's 11 years old, but has the mentality of a 30 year old because yeah. she's been alive for 30 years. So what do you think is the deal with baby Bartholomew? Uh, is baby Bartholomew just perpetually just like in infant baby mode? Mode, or is that like a you know a almost one hundred year old baby with the mind of a hundred years of experience? Oh, I got, I thought it was like rapacious, like mo- like like uh, animal, you know, like yeah, he's being yeah, yeah, treated like a baby, right? He's getting his meals delivered on a silver platter. I mean, not that, not that most babies get their meals delivered on silver. It's platter. not like he could feed himself, right? Exactly. He's not, but but like he's still, you know, he's getting he's getting cooed at. He's getting right. nursed by Lady Gaga, you know, like he's he's uh I I, I think he's definitely like a hundred year old baby like he's not much more than a than like a you know a, a monster right so what's the what's the end game with this thing do you think that this is um is is there this baby does not survive there's just no chance oh really i, I there's so many like rapacious monsters out there i feel like they're all going to you know like now we've got this like ancient vampire couple we've got this babies we've got children vampires like there's so many like new like terrifying vampires out there that like they can't all die can they we've got we don't have like a van helsing on our hands they can't all die well ramona is kind of van helsing ish well that's true it's like a, a self-loathing van helsing yeah i guess uh, i guess but but i mean you gotta imagine that they're gonna really want to throw countess elizabeth to the wolves like they're really gonna want to put lady gaga through her paces and i feel like there would be nothing stronger than losing her baby yeah, seems like it. Yeah, baby, baby Bart. So you I don't think feel this, good about they're like baby. they set up the stakes of like she really cares about her baby. They introduce the baby. She's like very focused on it. The temporary loss of the baby is traumatic for her. You know, so she's that. You think this is like them basically setting up some further uh, uh, major trauma for her yeah i think so yeah. i think so i think that's why baby bart's here or baby bart either either that or like baby bart's gonna eat somebody's face off right. somebody that we know uh maybe baby bart gets one over on on john lowe or ramona royale baby bart's got to draw some blood yeah um i feel like they've yeah right and they've clearly established that baby like that that and it's like basically a proxy for attacking lady god for the, the countess is that going after baby bart so they've they've made they've made the stakes very clear i think that's a, that's a, that's a good observation you're, you're you're good at this i'm trying i'm trying I'm yeah trying, i'm trying um what else was big in room 33 before we leave that and talk about flicker because well, i agree flicker flicker was the more important one but there was the, the, everything with the finn witchrock finn witchrock one well first before that though john lowe finds the crypt that's right. Yeah, he does. But then the crypt is wiped. Then, yeah, then uh, they destroy the crypt. It didn't even move the crypt. They actually like destroyed the coffins, which seemed unnecessary. 
It seemed like a big step. I mean, it, how easy is it to just convince John Lowe that he's hallucinating and he's losing his mind? He seems like he's right there anyway. Yeah. Uh, couldn't you, they, they couldn't have just like moved the things for a little while. You got to imagine it's going to be expensive to replace those coffins. Money seems to be tight around the Hotel Cortez. Yeah. And I, where do you get custom coffins like that from? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Countess has been around for a while. I'm sure she's got some, some, some gl- a glass coffin maker. <laughs> she's got a glassmith. Yeah. Glassmith. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Glass blower. Maybe that's the next character to be introduced. Maybe that's the next season. Maybe that's the tease. Is like American Horror Story glass blowers. Yeah, <laughs> American Horror Story: The Glass House. Yeah, with Lee Lee. Think Sobieski. of the horrendous glass sculptures they might make. Yeah, Lee Lee Sobieski and Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> yeah. Just a remake. Um, so so yeah. So Wes Bentley finds out uh, about it, and then Alex Lowe decide like freaks out. And uh, Elizabeth Taylor convinces Alex Lowe not to worry that they can together uh, solve this problem. Although Elizabeth Taylor, you know, suggests that Alex Lowe has been kind of bitchy. Yeah, well, she's kind of terrible. Yeah, she's terrible. She's the worst. Although she is pro-vaccine. She's pro-vaccine. She is. Uh, but she's kind of she's kind of terrible. I mean, she's just really playing with her ex-husband's head. Um, she's completely neglecting her daughter. She has no interest in that anymore. Yeah. Uh, she's just all in on being the governess and she's, I mean, she's a pretty good governess. It seems like, yeah. Or like a decent governess. I mean, baby Bart did leave on her watch, but I don't know if she fully knew about baby Bart. You know, and she saved all the kids, right? Like the Ramona Royale and Donovan were going to destroy the kids. They were headed to the pool. Well, Ramona Royale was anyway. And by the time they get there, uh, the kids are gone. The kids are gone. The kids are gone. The kids are not all right. Oh, oh, well, there is something else we have to talk about actually in this episode. And that's the whole like garbage about having to have a purpose to escape the cycle in the hotel. There right. was like, all the, like the, the dead Swedes. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Return of the dead Swedes. I love the dead Swedes. They, they are great. I'm glad that they're back. Uh, Agnetha and Vendela. Yeah. Uh, Donovan tells them that you guys are ghosts. Figure that out. I think that you figured that out already. They're like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I get this now. Now I, now I get it. They're like, okay, well, can we leave? And he says, you can't leave unless you found your purpose. And when you find your purpose, it's not like you can go to Starbucks down the street. Right. You're, you know, you're out of here. You're totally out of here. And so I thought that was a little bit neat. You like that? No, like too neat. Like, ah, sudden- <laughs> like not neat, like cool, awesome. Yeah, like Donovan suddenly like knows the rules of ghosts and is like explaining. This is a little bit too expositiony for me. But he's been around for a little while. I guess too. that's right. I guess that's right. You know, he's been around for a little while, but it, it, it I mean, it was definitely expositiony. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely like, oh, well, here are the rules of the, of the universe and the thing, but they're consistent rules with murder house rules. So once again, kind of a, a murder house connection. And it turns out that their purpose is having threesomes. Yes, that's a great purpose. <laughs> I, know. I love that purpose. Yeah. Yeah, their purpose is to just for eternity have threesomes with, with, uh, dudes that look like, uh, Wes Bentley, which means dudes that look like just about anybody who steps foot in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just the whole, I mean, was that hot? Like if that was happening, you know, two Swedes, you're having a threesome with them and then they start stabbing each other and bleeding all over you. Like at what point do you are like, call it off? Uh, I probably have called it off at that point. Yeah. And then they probably end up turning their knives on me and that's it. I get, well, that's the thing. You know, there's a threat. You know, you don't want to be like, hey guys, let's calm down because you don't want to be the one stabbed. So yeah, so thinking that through, maybe the move is to be like, oh, cool. Right, right. And then <laughs> you like, really play along and then you just sort of like walk out the door. Yeah, when it's done, it's like, well, that was different and interesting. But it was a weird tactic (laughs) for like Chloe Sevigny to like traumatize her ex-husband by giving him a ghost threesome. 
Well, she wants to kick him out of the hotel. She wants him to get out of there. She wants to be able to do her thing and be with Holden and probably at some level wants him to go back and hang with Scarlet, I would assume. Yes. Um, but she doesn't want to do it herself. So that's her way of, of pushing Low out the door. Um, and it works. He f- totally flips out, uh, goes and picks up his child. He picks up his child. He goes home. Things seem to be fine for a second, but baby Bart has packed himself away in Lowe's things. Uh, and so baby Bart gets out and John Lowe runs around the house shooting at baby Bart. And his daughter is very scared about this as I would be as well. Yeah. They're terrible parents. Really awful. Yeah. They're among the worst parents we've seen on American Horror Story. That actually might not be true, which is a real indictment of uh, <laughs> the parenting and uh, the parenting and Ryan the Murphy's show. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was not great. That was not great. And that's, that's, you know, he's really, he hasn't come back from that too, you know, since we've seen uh, the subsequent episode that uh, Lowe is really dangling on the edge. Yes. Yes. He, uh, he's gone. He's far gone. He's far gone. Uh, and then Alex is around to save baby Bart. So that's, that's a happy ending for baby. Yeah. Um, and then the other big thing in that episode was Elizabeth Taylor and Finn Whitrock have a romance. Yeah. Very, a very brief, bad romance. Yes. And, um, uh, they're, they're true love. It turns out they have true love. It was nice. It was nice while it lasted. I actually really liked this scene. Uh, I loved the scene with Dennis O'Hare and Finn Whitrock and the scene when they're in the bed. And I didn't know what was going on at first. It's like, oh, that's a nice bum. That's a pretty good butt. And then it was Dennis O'Hare's butt. And it's like, wow, Dennis O'Hare, you keep in good shape, dude. There are so many butts on this show. I have, There's tons of butts. There are more butts in this show than in other things. I think that this is why I like this show so much. All the butts. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, yeah. It was, it was a very sweet scene between those two, you know, kind of an unexpected romance. And it came because Dennis O'Hare, you know, treated Finn Whitrock like a real person. You know, he, now which Finn Whitrock are we talking about? <laughs> it's unclear at this point. <laughs> Who knows? So many Finns. So many Finns. Too many, yeah. too many Finns. Too many Finns will spoil the broth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, she's good with Finn Whitrock. She's good with Tristan. Tristan and Elizabeth seem to be really getting along. Uh, Tristan's talking about how like everybody thinks I'm dumb but I like to read. Yeah. And Liz gives him some reading material and things seem to be great. And Tristan says that he is in love with Liz Taylor and Liz Taylor is feeling this for the first time. And it's a really happy story. So, you know, it, it cannot end well. Right. I just didn't think it would end so poorly so fast. I didn't think it was going to be so fast. Yeah. Ramona Royale, like has a conversation with, um, Elizabeth Taylor. Right. And, and she's like, get out of here, you know, take the boy run for it. Like, just flee and and but but Elizabeth Taylor is incredibly loyal to the Countess, you know, because uh, he she, she feels that uh, that the Countess sort of gave her you know her identity, right? And like the Countess has this rule that she outlines very clearly early on in the series after she turns Tristan for the first time, and it's like don't fall in love with anybody. Yes, that's the number one rule. Don't do it. So we know that this isn't going to be bad, but we also have a counterpoint scene is as you just alluded to the fact that the Countess turned Liz Taylor into Liz Taylor, you know, really built her up and gave her this identity. And they seem to have, you know, this true friendship thing. And so maybe I can get her to be cool with this. Yes. Turns out, no, definitely not. Don't tell the Countess that you're in love with one of her playthings. Yeah. This is a bad, bad call. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. And then we knew, we knew that she wasn't going to take it well. Although she does say like, you know, fine, you can be in love and then kill them. 
Yeah, and then she just straight up kills him. With- I really, I didn't expect that. I don't know wh- what show I was watching for, you know, the five minutes that I didn't expect it to end with Finn Wittrock's throat slash. Well, I didn't think throat slashing would necessarily kill a vampire, but I guess with, like, her special finger? Yeah, well, her special finger thing, and I think, I mean, she's also said, like, we can totally die. You right. just can't be, can't like, be, it, all right. just, like, don't be stupid. Yeah. If, if you're smart, you'll live. If you're dumb, you'll die. And I guess he was dumb, so he died. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, that seemed like an aggressive move. Yeah, kind of jerky of her. I don't there's times there's times when she's like a very sympathetic character, and then there are times when she slices open Finn Wittrock's throat for no reason. But isn't that like all of us? <laughs> it's kind of like all of us. How many Finn Wittrocks have you killed? I mean, uh, it's, it's a lot. Well, a yeah, lot. you know, I have my bad days. Yeah. Uh, but what did what did she think of the fact that she, so she kills him, Tristan is dead, she says, you can have him, go bury him. Tristan dies in the hotel, so obviously he's still a factor, right? Right, right. yeah. I mean, he's, right, for all, all yeah, I mean, because everyone who dies in the hotel comes back in some way, we'll probably see Tristan. Like, maybe in some capacity, the Countess thought that this was a kindness. It's like, hey, I'm killing him here in the hotel, so he'll be alive forever, so just hang out here forever, Liz Taylor, and you'll be in love forever. I think that's a very generous interpretation. of. I think so, too. (laughs) But here, now, here's here's our way of segueing into Flickr, and this is what I don't understand, and maybe you can help me out here, Stephen. Finn Wittrock plays Tristan. Yes. Finn Wittrock plays Tristan, who gets killed here in the Hotel Cortez, yes. a place where if you die, you come back as a ghost. Yes. So we are to assume that Tristan can potentially come back this season. Yes. Why is Finn Wittrock now playing a completely different character as well? Maybe contractual reasons. i don't know i you know what but the one thing i liked about it was you know it's so confusing everyone has said well the accents are totally different right there's no the the way they speak is completely different it it is he's playing so he's playing rudo valentino the actor the great actor yes uh in 1925 hollywood he does have this you know kind of italian accent thing that he's got going on um and it was enough to distract me for a minute like i didn't realize it was finn wittrock and then he opened the door when he had uh when he had pre-vampire elizabeth come over for the waltz and i was like oh wait that's finn Whitt- oh yeah as soon as uh you know he looked like glenn dandy again or not glenn yeah. uh, dandy whatever his name was yeah, um, dandy, dandy. That's right. um i thought i liked that actually because you know the whole question this whole season has been like all these dudes they all look alike like why do every what does everyone in the countess's universe look alike and right? now we know it's because she's really trying hard to catch a and you know you see these pictures from like the 1800s like nicholas cage is an immortal vampire you know people right. have historical precedents there is a josh wiggler in you know the wild west you know yeah his name is clark duke or <laughs> seth rogan or jonah hill and i have you know a hundred different fishbacks at every every uh every you know like lanky awkward white guy with glasses and a beard i'm told looks just like me so yeah oh don't you love that yeah yeah so any um you know it's not that you know the fact that someone you know looks a lot like finn Wittrock and happens to have been finn Wittrock, you know it's uh i i can, I can go with it it shows that yeah. she's trying to capture this this one true love that she had i gotta be honest i hadn't thought of it that way and that makes me feel a little bit better about it because we have been joking about it throughout the season and even the people involved with making the show have talked about like yeah we all kind of look like the same dude um and i I get that now you know if, if rudo is sort of if rudy rudy valentino is sort of her first love that she is modeling everybody else after that's why she's into will drake aside from the money thing that's why maybe she's you know she's got john lowe at the hotel that's why she came after tristan because he looks exactly 
literally exactly like Rudy Valentino, except with weird hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But it's also, it's kind of interesting, like, you know, these characters or a lot of the actors on Horror Story have played multiple characters because they've been in multiple seasons. But it's very rare, and I can't really think of the example other than this, of an actor playing, you know, two different characters in the same season. Yeah, I don't think it's happened. I don't think it's happened. I I mean, maybe someone will will remember something, but... The closest I can think of is uh, even this season, in the episode we just talked about in Room 33, when we go back to murder house uh charles montgomery's wife's picture is on oh the wall. yes that's, Rave. i noticed that yeah, and, so that that's, yeah, that's yeah good call lily rob who was eileen wernos earlier this season so yeah. that's the closest thing but this is you know two finn Wittrocks. yeah yeah i know it definitely was surprising but i think you're right that it's like the show has sort of established this precedent um that this is like you know a reasonable like the, the universe exists and there's many people playing the same uh, or playing different characters. Right. So, I mean, I would be, like, if, if this is opening the door for multiple Tate Donovans... Oh, yeah. Cast like if we, full of... Uh, <laughs> if, we could get, yeah. if we could get James March versus Franken, uh, the Frankenstein version, the zombie Tate Donovan. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I, I like the idea. I love that I'm calling him Tate Donovan. It's Evan Peters. Tate Donovan is a totally is, different actor. Well, Oh, oh, what well, is Tate was this character, right? Tate was his character, and Tate Donovan is Love Potion number nine. Oh, well, Evan, I always confuse them in my head, and I've never confused it out loud. Oh, I thought you were talking about the character anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm down with American Horror Story season of Evan Peters's. Yeah, just American Horror Story Peter. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. He plays every role. I would totally be into that. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, I would love that. So I don't know. I mean, we love Finn Wittrock, so more Finn Wittrocks is probably great. What if we? What if this opens the door for uh, uh, Edward Mordrake? Uh, no, that's not acceptable. We can't have more. We Mordrick. can't. We can't have more. No, no more Mordrick is my motto. Yeah, it's my campaign. Um, I still haven't gotten past that. I can't. I can't move past. That, I think that's where I stalled out too. It was just yeah. so ridiculous. But but you know, to your point, it does capture that sort of like total weirdness of Wes Bentley, which is one of the reasons I love this episode so much. Is like his like full Wes Bentley lunacy was like in full effect. Oh, yeah. oh, that was one of the other things from Room Thirty Three that I wanted to mention was that. Um, there was another Ten Commandments killing, and Wes Bentley shows up, and they're like, "How did you know this was happening? How did you get here?" And he kind of was like, oh, "I got a police scanner in my room." Right? But, I don't think he really is a police scanner. No, he just did it. He did it, so he knew about it. <laughs> he did it, so he knows. Yeah. You get the sense too that his partner is like kind of uh, suspicious of him as well. Well, in this, in so uh, in Flickr, they they have it out. Yeah, they had it out. They had a they had a tiff. They got into a little bit of a heated thing, and you get the sense that people in the universe of Horror Story are putting together that Lowe and the Ten Commandments killer are the same guy, uh, which is why I just want them to do it. Just do it. Well, who who in the universe? Like the cop. The cop seems like, oh, yeah. get out of here, because I think that you're probably a suspect <laughs> right, in this. Right. Um, so, and even everything with the Ren, uh, the Ren of it all, when she's, you know, talking to him and there's definitely a dual purpose to everything that she's saying to the point that she has to throw herself in front of a truck or just outright say, dude, you're the 10 commandments killer. Yes. You know, there's only one of those two things could happen at that point. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the truck one happened. Um, let's talk about the fact that, uh, the new Finn Wittrock is out and about. He was locked behind a wall for... God, I love uh, that bit, you know, like... Decades and decades. Yes, so, um, so Cheyenne Jackson is doing some, some renovations on the hotel, um, and they open up a lost 
hallway and the sort of blithe workman like you know swagger in there and are just eviscerated by these two wasted withered vampires that have been locked up in there for a hundred years yeah it was cool Great. it was a really I loved it, was, it. it was a really cool scene it just like looked disgustingly dirty yeah you know they looked like they had been behind a wall for many 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 moves that is among like the twisted things you can do to someone you know bricking them up into a hotel corridor for eternity is that's not nice so how did they survive i mean did they have anything to nosh on or they're just very hungry talked about rats yeah so they were just eating rats yeah and that's disgusting that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there are. I feel like though. I mean, they look like crap, but when they got out of there, they were fairly clear-headed. They got it. To, well, they had a lot of blood. You know, they had those two giant dudes. Then they got the the real estate agent. Um, so it's like having like a really good meal. Like when you when you've done your survivor thing, Stephen, and you have like your first big meal, do you start to think clearly? Yeah. Again? You know, I was thinking about that and the reward challenge that I got last week. You know, first you're totally muddle headed and you get some food and you're like, oh my right. god, I can see clearly. And that's what's happened here with uh, Rudolph Valentino and his uh, and his lady friend. So they had their rat blood reward and they were feeling great. Yeah, it was more than rat blood. It was yeah, and so they had their construction worker. Blood and like reward. the bros, right? Or like the Aussie bros. They <laughs> the Aussie bros were great. Yeah. Oh man, what did you think of that? I, I love that they don't even bother showing the evisceration of those guys because you just know what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just like, <laughs> all right, these these again, like American Horror Story, always like leading the way and presenting different varieties of douchiness. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so I hope we see the ghost Aussie bros. I feel like that's uh, them and the Swedes. That feels like a good ghost. Oh, pack. yeah. Think of all those. Yeah. That's a good uh, ghost voting block. <laughs> That'd be good. I like that. They would they would make choices together yeah. for now. Um, but Rudy and his wife, they are now out of the wall. Uh, they were obviously deeply, deeply, deeply connected with the Countess once upon a time. It's not the Countess's fault that they got sealed behind the wall. Oh, no, jealous James March. Yeah, freaking James March, who continues to be the best character on the show. Easily the best character on the show. He, out of jealousy, because he was so in love with his wife and knew that she was in love with someone else, uh, decided to ambush them and uh, seal them up. So what's what's the move now? Like who, who these people are now aware of each other? I mean, we get the sense that does March know that they are out and about yet, or is that a, is that going to be a rude awakening for him? Didn't Gaga tell him in that dinner? Did she, yeah, he, she was like the the wall is open. He's like, oh well, good news for you. The wall contained your your BFF. A E A E A E. I loved that dinner. I that that scene. Like, cause I, at first I, I thought it was in the set in the twenties. I love that, you know, it could be an either decade. You know, it could be in the nineteen twenties as like as like both of them humans, or it's in the present day as one ghost versus a talking to a vampire. And like they have their right. monthly dinner and Yeah, like, I liked that. Loved it. The, I, I love that they have that rule in place of like, ah, eh, once a month. And she's like, eh, I don't think I could do more than that. Yeah, yeah, because he is a freaking lunatic. He is a freaking lunatic. And they, they had their whole courtship where she was like fascinated by his uh, murdering and like kind of even like, you know, ever the sort of Arivist, she sort of like like eggs him on to kill people for for value rather than just for sport. Right. Well, I mean, if he's going to do it. But I like, like that they like, have different, you know, moral company, you know, different right. values. He's just doing it for the thrill. And she's like, well, why don't we get something out of it? You know, and that's so the countess's mentality. It's like, how do we get something out of this, uh, out of this relationship? 
But she seemed so innocent, you know, she seemed so innocent in the first flashback that we get of her in this episode in Flickr where she's, you know, she's enamored with Rudy Valentino and she's like, oh my God, this guy is the best and I can't wait to hang out with him and have his babies and have an awesome time. And then he seemingly dies and then she marries James March because he says like, I'll never let you go ever. Um, And then suddenly she's very mean. And is it just like heartbreak turned her into a cruel, callous person or? Yeah, she lost, you know, the love of her life disappeared. And, uh, you know, I, I also even felt that in that first scene as like a young starlet, she was, you could, you could tell that she was ambitious, you know, she was ambitious. She was that very classic, you know, sort of golden age of cinema starlet who is on the sidelines, like waiting for her opportunity to, to stab someone with a heel. And March was, was very into her. And, you know, this is a new side of him that we're seeing where usually, usually James March just, you know, kills and doesn't seem to have any interest in conversation or anything like that. But he's really enamored with her. Yeah. Yeah. He was in love with her, it really seemed like, which is why he needed to, you know, why he like acted out by, uh, by d- killing her, her lover. And, right. and that, that whole thing, I, I just love that. That whole, I love that whole, uh, yeah their relationship you know he because you know she he stops her from jumping because you know he loves her she's lost because her you know her other lover has disappeared the whole thing was great so is rudy going to be pissed at the countess when he's out and about when they reconnect what's that scene going to look like yeah right presumably he thinks it's related and she was scared right she was scared of this yeah, you think that he blames her, like he thinks that maybe she was somehow part of whatever plot was involved in locking him away. I mean, I definitely think that, you know, he's probably become a little bit crazy in his time uh, locked in a closet for a hundred years. Yeah, you'd think so. I think that would have a negative effect on anybody's psyche. It doesn't seem like it'd be great. But you know what? I was surprised that the relationship between him and his wife is going strong. Like, God bless them. You know, they've been through a lot together and they don't seem phased by it. It's going great. Uh, the relationship is going really well. They seem to be in sync with each other. Yeah, not not sick of each other at all. Yes. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Just more. Let's just add more vampires to the show. Why not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. Watching this, it was like we we've been joking about this for weeks. How like there is way too many vampires out there. Yes. And every week they're like, and here's a new crazy supernatural vampire. You know, like yeah. last week it was Bartholomew. <laughs> yeah. Here's it's like the early. You know, it's Rudy Valentino. You know, yeah. There's a lot. Like something <laughs> is gonna happen. There's gotta be some kind of vampire apocalypse. It's going to be a vampire apocalypse in L.A. I'm telling you, it's going to be, this is like a, a lateral Fear of the Walking Dead story. Yeah, totally. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be great. great. Uh, so I don't know. We've got plenty of episodes left. I mean, we're, we're seven episodes in, so we're slightly over halfway through. So I think we've got, what, like six episodes of this season left? you got to imagine that the vampire apocalypse is on its way. Something terrible. You're, but like... How does it all tie in with with John Lowe? Like that is the question. Is is John Lowe like operating in a self-contained story that happens to just be based out of the hotel or does it like, you know, connect in a, in a more fundamental way? I think that he has to be tied into the James March storyline. Like, you know, if is he on orders from James March? Is he March's latest disciple? Because right. we know that March has trained so many serial killers in the past. And if that's the case, is March gonna is March like sending him out on missions? Is he somehow linked in with that? Is he gonna be part of any sort of vengeance quest that March has against the Countess? Uh, I feel like that's the only thing that I can think of in terms of how he's gonna tie in directly to whatever power struggle is going on within the hotel. Um, but then there's also, I mean, there's the hypodermic Sally of it all who we haven't seen anything from her for two weeks now. Um, yeah. And they tease her in the next episode, right? Some sort of, uh, some, some, something comes to light. 
Yeah. So I'm very eager to get her back in the mix. Yeah, she's uh, just just as a great actress who brings life to every scene. Yeah, so just keep the the teeth na- teeth gnashing to a minimum and I'm and I'm happy with her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we you know what else uh we we haven't really talked too much about the fact that the Countess and Will Drake they're really hot and heavy these days. Yeah, um, it seems like she th- actually cares about him. It to some extent I mean she loves the money. Yeah. Uh she's really into that. She wants that kind of power, but it does seem like she she digs him to some degree. You know what I really liked was the scene where he was where Will Drake was talking to his son and he was like hey, you know the Countess, me and her might be together for a very long time, like forever. And the kid was like, but dad, you like dudes. Yeah, that was a great scene. I love that. And he was like, well, adults are complicated. Yeah. (laughs) And so the kid was like, okay, then I approve. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Very quickly, everyone's on the same page. It was a great scene. That really was a great scene. (laughs) It was a really, really great horror story moment. So I don't don't know. uh, I don't know what the fate of Will Drake looks like. I mean, he's been kind of the boring character on the show just because there isn't much to do. Um, But now that March knows that the Countess is going to be marrying this guy, this feels like this was not the greatest strategic move move on the countess's part yeah marsh is marsh is not not reacted well uh, with uh, respect to her lovers no like you would think that she should probably uh you know this is like a, a beg forgiveness rather than ask permission type of thing like hey i married this guy right as opposed right. to hey i'm going to marry this right guy. unless you murder him first Right, because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> or at least an attempt. Yeah. But he's been talking. I thought, you know, he was going to get Finn Wittrock to murder uh, to murder him, and that never happened. That never happened, but maybe he'll have better luck with Finn Wittrock, too. <laughs> well, so, you know, that whole first, like, I thought they were setting up a whole thing. With, like, I actually totally forgot about it with, like, the first Finn Wittrock being the new disciple of James March, and that went nowhere. Right. It went absolutely nowhere. Not even, like, uh, not even, yeah. You know, to your to your point of American Horror Story, just like throwing crap at the wall. Yeah, it's just like, all right, well, here's another thing that that happened. Right, that one did not stick. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Maybe maybe March has his fingers in a bunch of different pots, and he has a few different disciples, uh, potentially multiple Finn Wittrocks, or at least a Finn Wittrock here, a West Bentley there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So that that'll be. I mean, I'm really excited to see. There's got to be some turn next episode, right, where like things start to go bad for everybody. Yeah, uh, I mean, not that they already haven't been. It's just you know, classic. Yeah. That's that's got to be what we're. Doing. Yeah. Uh, what what else? What else from this episode? Anything else? You loved this episode. I loved it. I loved the like the sort of nineteen twenties like jerky silent movie stuff that they were doing in the beginning. You know, in the beginning with like the with uh, Bartholomew. I'm sorry, with um, Valentino and uh, yeah, Arno. Yeah, yeah. I love that story. That was so fun. Um, I loved all of like I loved her on the set of like the crazy nineteen twenties like Egyptian epic or whatever it was. You know, the, the whole thing. It was just like top to bottom. Um, great. It was cool. It was cool to to tie it back in with Nosferatu and everything like that, and to kind of get a little bit more of what the history of the affliction looks like in this world. Yeah, I love. Yeah, um, I like that. What else? What else? That, that was a lot. I think we covered it. I think we're good. Yeah. I think we got it. I think we nailed it. Um, How many more Finn Wittrocks are there going to be? I would say at least three to four more Finn Wittrocks. Three to four more or three to four total? I, I think it's probably just two Finn Wittrocks. Just two. Yeah. Do you think that they'll ever meet? Um, Ghost Finn Wittrock and Vampire Finn Wittrock? That would be a great, great scene. I hope that does happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which Finn Wittrock do you like more? I mean, I love you know 1920s Valentino Finn Wittrock. Oh, so you're Finn Wittrock too? Oh, yeah. Are you not? I'm Finn Wittrock 1, I what? think. What? I gotta be Finn Wittrock Just 1. Just out of loyalty? I, I, I really liked it. I was really shipping him and Elizabeth Taylor. I thought that was good. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was all right. That, 
I, he, no, was a, he was such a dummy. I mean, <laughs> he really was. Yeah. Valentino, Finn Winterrock had so much charm, and I love the yeah. accent, the ridiculous yeah. accent. It was a good accent. All right, well, let's let's let uh, let's let the listeners let us know. That can be our, our hashtag. If you like Finn Wittrock one, hashtag Finn Wittrock one. If you like Finn Wittrock two, hashtag Finn Wittrock. What about like Finn one or Finn two? Finn one or Finn two. That's fine. Yeah. Either way, I would really like to see people spell with. All right, Finn Wittrock one or Finn Wittrock two. I'd like to see them try. Yeah. Uh, tweet that to at Stephen Fishback at Round Howard. We're taking off for Thanksgiving, as is American Horror Story. Stephen, have a great Turkey Day. Thank you. You too. Do you like it when people say Turkey Day, or is that annoying to you? It's so whimsical. How, how do you how do you not like that? It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, what else are you doing? You're you're watching Jessica Jones, right? Oh my god, it's so good. Do you like Jessica Jones? I'm loving it! I love the noir vibe, I love the dialogue, I love the characterizations. It's great. American Horror Story, Jessica Jones? Yeah, I would I would absolutely watch that. That'd be pretty good. Alright, well, you guys, we will be back soon to talk about American Horror Story, Hotel, Jessica Jones podcasting happening as well on Post Show Recaps. Lots of stuff happening on Post Show Recaps. Subscribe to everything we're doing. PostShowRecaps.com slash iTunes for the American Horror Story feed you can go to postrecaps.com slash ahs itunes steven goodbye uh bye great talking to you bye